What's up, boss? <laughs> How you doing? Yeah. What's good in the hood? Just holding it down, trying to take care of business. Keep it up. Four spacers. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It has been a long time coming. Uh, we all know what time it is. It is time, of course, for the... Uh, wait, see, what was Four it podcast. Yeah, yeah, that one, that one, that one. Um, yeah, so obviously, guys, it's been a long time. It's not our fault. I'm just kidding. It is our fault. And it's probably my 40th time saying that on this show so far, but it doesn't matter. Um, but, you know, a lot of things have not happened in the NBA while we were gone. Um, it's just been minor trades and uh, training camp. So, uh, I mean, I guess there's something to talk about. Well, we'll talk about it today, whatever. But the main purpose of today's episode is we're going to go over the over and under of each uh, team as provided by Vegas, I think. Vegas over-unders. Yes. Uh, courtesy of FanDuel. Courtesy of FanDuel. Uh, make sure you guys gamble correctly. Um, I mean, for responsibility. And if you need a code, use Spacers20 for your next $20,000 uh, on FanDuel. Um, thank you. But that uh, a real code. That was not a real promotion, but it, it will be soon. Um, it will be. It will be. Um, so, yeah, guys, uh, without further ado, let's get uh, right into it. Um, let's hop into these uh, into these pregame – I'm just kidding. These preseason um, overs and unders and see, you know, uh, what they look like. So, I guess started off um, with Steve, the worst team in the we'll league. The Atlantic Division first. Oh, yes, of course. I should have introduced us that. The Atlantic Division. Um, and we will start off with Philadelphia. And Vegas has the winning 50.5 games. Steve, over or under? What are we thinking? Me personally, in general, I think the league is very deep this year, especially at the top in both conferences. So I think there could be like a decent amount of 51 teams in each conference this year. I think there was like four in each last year, but – I can see there being like more like lower 51 teams this year and like being pretty competitive uh, all throughout the season until the end in terms of seeding. But I think the six are going to be among the, at least the top three in the East this year. I've got, I'm going to go over 15 and a half. I, I think they can win like 52, 53 games, especially with the acquisitions they made this off season. Uh, we played our first preseason game yesterday, actually against Brooklyn and Maxi was looking very good. He was hitting all of his uh, his pull-up jumpers that he hit last year at a high clip. It seems like that may be sustainable. I know it's only one preseason game. I may be overreacting, but he looked like an all-star caliber player, I might say. Uh, Tobias seems to be embracing his role. I like what I've heard from him this offseason on media day and how he played in the playoffs last year. And I, I'm kind of believing in the Harden uh, comeback this year. I don't think he's going to be like the premier 30-point-per-game MVP candidate James Harden, but if he could be like a 20 plus point per game scorer and like a primary initiator on offense, like he's been the last couple of years, then I think that's perfect for what the Sixers team needs right now, especially with all the uh, acquisitions made, such as PJ Tucker, Anthony Melton. These, these are guys who do a lot of things off the ball. They can space the floor, play versatile defense. You know, I'm, I'm bought in. Um, yeah, no, I think I'd agree too. For the most part, I think, yeah, over 50.5, like a lower 50, like a 52. Oh, crap. Uh, 52 would kind of make sense. Um, well, how much? How many did they win last season? 
I think they won 51 last year. All right, yeah. So, yeah, I feel like, especially with the the offseason additions that they had, uh, I definitely do like how that kind of played out. So, I think, uh, yeah, yeah, I like a 54 win pace. I think I I definitely like that. Um, I guess the team is more so built for the playoffs than it is for regular season, but I I can still still see it uh, surpassing last season's total. So, yeah, I'll take the over on that as well. Um, And, yeah, just watching that game yesterday, too. Uh, obviously, it's only preseason, so we can't put too too much stock in it. But uh, yeah, they couldn't miss any like any shots. It was it was crazy. I think uh, yeah, Maxi was doing his thing. I saw Melton had a couple of threes. Uh, Montrez came in and had a pretty good energy. So uh, Montrez I mean, I looked, was just typical. Uh, Eleven minutes, ten points, six fouls. Yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> He's a good regular uh, season guy, though. I like that pickup for us. Yeah, exactly right. There especially, you go. Especially so, him running pick and roll with Harden and like not in beat miss. I think that'll be really crucial yeah. for us. We never really had like a backup center who could like actually score. You throwing shit at Drummond? I am. That is crazy. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, no, exactly right. So it's like, yeah, they had that regular season chess move, I guess you could say. Um, get and beat some rest, and then, uh, yeah, and then. I mean, yeah, like I said, I think everyone looked a little bit more sharper yesterday. I'm not going to lie. And then, um, like I said, I'm a hard and truther. So I do believe that he actually did put in work, uh, you know, I guess kind of figured out whatever was nagging him last season. Um, and he said he was in more, much more in shape. And he said he was actually ready to kind of embrace that that role now. So, um, yeah, I think I, I, I definitely do. And I think he can put up a, a comeback second option type type season. So, um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't hate that, you know, that low to mid 50 win mark for the Sixers. I do, I think I do agree with that. There was um, one media day quote from Embiid that I really liked too, where they asked him the same question every year. They're like, what are your goals this season? Like in terms of like individual awards, you want MVP, you want defense part of the year. And usually he says like, you know, I want both, whatever. I'm going to try my hardest to show that I'm the best player in the league. This year, I really liked his response though. He was like, yeah, I'm kind of over that now. I don't really care about the uh, regular season awards. I just want to win a championship. If I have to take less shots and get more guys involved, I'll do that. Uh, so yeah, it really seems like they've embraced like this team mindset, and they're looking more forward towards the postseason now rather than like individual awards. So I really like that response from him there too. All right, bet. Well, question for you regarding the Sixers: um, over and under second round. Ugh, um, you know, we'll worry about that when we get there. But I think they're well equipped to make a deep postseason push this year for sure. Agreed. Agreed. Um, all right, bet. Uh, so that's the Sixers. Uh, moving on to the defending Eastern Conference champions, uh, the Boston Celtics at 53.5 wins. Um, and Steve, I know we were both kind of salivating to talk about Boston just because of the recent development. And actually, we didn't even cover that news, actually. Now I think about it. Anyway, um, but I'll just kick it off, get the ball rolling. Um, and I'll just transition to you. But like, I'll just say, like, first and foremost, I just want to like the point that I was going to like layout just so we can kind of pick it back off of it is coaching um and how much will udoka's departure affect boston is a good question it's a great question um i think a lot of people underrate um how much of an effect that coaching has on a team especially in a locker room full of like you know vets and like a team that has that just went to the finals right so i think appropriate leadership is important um like i said i'm about to give you the floor just so you can like ramble on about uh you know, about how coaching is going to be, I guess, the uh, the downfall. I mean, at least in my opinion, but um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I'm just going to say, like, for right now, obviously the team is really good. They added their guys. Unfortunately, Danilo can't play. But ultimately for me, I'm going to keep it short. I just think coaching is going to definitely affect them. Uh, as far as 53.5 wins go, uh, I'd take the slight under on that. I'd probably go, like, uh, uh, I mean, all right. So, yeah, obviously Doko's gone, so. But, and then, like, I guess, like, the makeup of the team. I don't know. I feel like I can still see, like, a late 40s, early 50s push. But I want to take over on 50. I feel that, yeah. Yeah. But my fault, yeah. yeah. I, think they're, I think they're going to take a slight step back this year with all the stuff that's been going on with them this offseason. Uh, you know, the Udoka thing, nobody really has, like, the. there's still not really any full, complete details regarding it. And – the way that it was handled by the media in general was just pretty terrible to start off with because there were just like, there was like such minimal details given out other than the fact that he was in a relationship with someone in the organization and he's going to be suspended for the year. No one knew like any details regarding that. So like all these people like just started jumping to conclusions about what happened and everything like that. And, you know, we still don't really have the full story, but from what it seems like, uh, Considering that it warranted a one-year suspension, it had to be pretty bad, I would assume. Uh, probably worse than what was reported. But and you know, other Barnes than that, like, that? yeah. What is that? I said, and Matt Barnes and all them, like, reacting like, yeah, oh, my God. Every, every, yeah, everyone's like, yeah. Uh, everyone's looking their chops to, like, eventually, uh, you know, spill the beans about everything that happened. But yeah. until then, we won't really know. But, yeah, I think coaching is going to play a huge part, especially with the Celtics team this year, that – I don't know. They're, they're, I feel like their roster construction is pretty funky uh, compared to a lot of other teams. I still think they're going to be like a low 51 team. I'd probably go the under 53 and a half as well. Probably like more like 50, 51. But yeah, like Udoka, the thing that was really good about him last year and why they got to the finals is because halfway through the season, they kind of found that, that, uh, what's it called? That balance between like, you know, when to go big, when to go small, uh, how to defend certain teams, how, uh, you know, what type of offensive schemes to run, like, you know, the ball movement, everything like that. So, yeah, like, I think another factor I think is going to be Robert Williams. He's not going to be playing for at least, like, the first month or two, apparently. So, they, they just signed Blake Griffin. I don't think that's going – he's not going to be able to fill Robert Williams' shoes defensively at the very least. But, you know, that's still another big man they have in the rotation now. But, yeah, like, they have a lot of guards off their bench, like, how they're going to – Factor in Brogdon, Derek White, uh, Pritchard, like get all these guys minutes. Like I don't think they're going to be able to play together too much. They're probably going to have to go small a lot more. Maybe with Tatum at the five, they were experimenting with that in the preseason the other day. But yeah, I still think they're going to be a very good team nonetheless. Like they're very versatile. They have a lot of winning players. Uh, I really like the Brogdon acquisition. I think he's going to probably close games for them most nights yeah. alongside the starters. So yeah, I I'd still say that they're among the top teams in the East. But I think they're going to take a slight step back. Yeah, agreed, hundred um, percent. And yeah, that Rob Williams thing is just hurting, man. Like it's like, especially after the whole finals thing and how they were like, yeah, just do that Mickey Mouse uh, operation. And he just came back, like, like I, I've been said it back then too. It's like, um, it's like, bro, I, like long term, like I, I just still don't understand. Like, he's only like what 23, 24, right? Yeah, he's still pretty young. Yeah, so it's like that's why I just wish the Celtics would make him do that. I guess I understand why, but still, like, and we saw it before the whole IT thing. It's like I feel like the, the organization might just be drawn at this point. But again, like I don't know, it's crazy. But 
Um, yeah, no, but I agree. I think, yeah, like I said, like a slight step back. Uh, I think the coaching will definitely hurt them down the line, but they still have winning players to kind of, I guess, kind of make up for a little bit of that. But um, yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, all right, so moving on. Uh, so now this, I feel like this is probably the more, or these next two teams are like the more polarizing, um, I guess, sure. points. Um, so I guess for right now, uh, up next is Toronto at 46 and a half uh, wins. And honestly, actually, you know what? No, you go first. You go first. Because, I mean, I went first last time. So we'll do it. All right. The Raptors, this is one of my, this is one of my takes. I think that the Raptors, I'm really high on the Raptors this year. I think that they're going to be probably more so a playoff team than a play-in team, I would, I would imagine. I, I, I can see them being like 6-7, but I, I, I think that they're going to be really good. And I, I have them over 46 and a half, probably more like 47, 48, like only slightly. But yeah. Yeah, they won 48 games last year, and they made some additions this year that I really like. Plus, another year of them playing together, you know. They have Nick Nurse, really good coach. Uh, probably one of the best starting lineups in the league still with Van Vliet, Trent, Ananobi, Siakam, Barnes. I really like that a lot. Uh, this they're, they're just a really interesting team. Like you say that they drip stole – Cleveland, but this is to like a different level. Like everyone in their on their bench, besides like Malachi Flynn, is like six, seven, and above. Yeah. This is just like I've never seen anything like it. The in the preseason yesterday or two days ago, whenever they played against Utah, they ran a they ran a lineup of uh Scotty at point, OG at the two, Siakam at the three, Achua at the four, and uh who they have at the five, Boucher at the five. It was such a weird lineup, but yeah. You know, they get a lot of offensive rebounds, a lot of second chance points. Uh, they're like the spacing is not bad either because a lot of them can still shoot. They're all very versatile defenders. Like, I don't know, I'm I like the Raptors team a lot. I, it's it's definitely not something we've seen before. So I'm interested to see how it works. But, you know, I, I, I like it a lot. Yeah, no, I agree. I think uh, I think for a lot of people, or a lot of fans, I think. Uh, like a consensus sort of take is like, hey, I agree that floor is probably going to be that six, seven seed. Uh, I don't think they'll be a playing team, but yeah, like I said, like that, that six, seven thing. And I, I think what you said is kind of right too. Um, about, I would say like 45 to like 47 wins. Um, so I guess as far as like an over under goes, like, like you said, probably a slight over, but then again, like a 46, 45, like I feel like that's the right thing. You mean like just that range, there's not like a dramatic like shifts. Um, but like I said, I do agree that they're still a playoff team. It's just, I, yeah, like they're probably more of a six, seven team than they are a a top four or five team. You know what I mean? But yeah, for sure. um, And yeah. And I think, yeah, like you said, like that, that lineup is still like a very, very like really weird and cool lineup. That's like really versatile, um, heavy emphasis on the two way style of play. Um, and then, like I said, like off the bench, like they got a bunch of lengthy dudes. Um, they got, uh, Bo Cruz, oh my god! Uh, and then, <laughs> hey, you're talking about the Eurobasket Finals MVP, Bo Cruz. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, my fault, my fault. Uh, and then yeah, they also had like Josh Jackson and like Coloco and stuff too. So they had Josh like, Jackson was nice in the preseason. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. So again, preseason, it's like yeah, whatever. Yeah, exactly. But but still, like they had some nice additions. Um, and just overall, like yeah, like I said, I think it's like a team that's like very safe to kind of just bet on in terms of just being like for sure in the postseason. Um, uh, but yeah, like you said, like, yeah, like I, I definitely still like them a lot. It's just cause they can do a lot of things. Nick Nurse is still there. He's still a genius. So um, yeah, I think I definitely have to agree. Like 
Again, I'm not really sure what I would say over or under. I think I would just say like 46 is like a right just number. I'll just put it at that. Um, One thing, though, from the Raptors that I want to see more this year, I feel like their offense was like just really like inconsistent last year. And a lot of that was due to like, I don't know, just the, the play calling was just really weird. Like there was a lot of ISO ball when they have a lot of like guys who can move and set screens. Like they have like literally like nine, six, seven plus players. Like you have all these like versatile bigs. Why don't you run more pick and roll and stuff with like Siakam and Van Vliet? Like that doesn't really make sense to me. Yeah. I'd love to see more pick and roll from them this year as opposed to isolation. But yeah, I'd, I'm pretty high on the Raptors this year. I, I like what they what they did this offseason. I like Otto Porter acquisition too. Yeah, Otto Porter. So yeah, I forgot about that. Um, but yeah, exactly. Yeah, there you go. Like, yeah, their offense can be a little too vanilla at times, but uh still like, I think like yeah, like I said, like a pretty safe, uh safe team to bet on. Um, the Delano Banton agenda still too. Yeah, facts and Champagne. Uh but all right, so I guess moving on to the next uh polarizing team uh is Brooklyn Nets at 51.5 wins. Uh I would say again, I guess this is probably another like a good team that again, like all right, so again, depending on who you ask, you either get uh someone saying, Oh, the Brooklyn Nets are at a top four five team or you could say that they're a playing team um but the thing is for me personally I, I really like how the nets are built um so i do see them being more of that like you know four or five range and just going back to what we said earlier um just seeing how actually dude, i don't know if you said it on the podcast or not but i should probably did uh but i i feel like or me and steve feel like that um there's gonna be a lot more 50 win teams um especially in the east kind of round out that you know that that top eight or I guess like the top five, top six uh, range. And I feel like the Brooklyn Nets are going to be part of that mix. Um, as far as 51 and a half goes, I'd probably say, yeah, again, like similar to Philly, I'd say like 53, 54 maybe. Um, just because like, uh, I mean, obviously, again, KD, Kyrie, you got, your, you got those two guys. And then Ben Simmons, uh, he looked pretty sharp in the limited minutes he got. Um, and then we talked about it in previous podcasts, all the additions that they added. Uh, this offseason was just really, really good and complimenting. Um, and Joe Harris is back now, too. So, um, me personally, I think I'd definitely take the over on the Nets just because I really like how the team's built. Um, just really like how they can play. Um, I watched the preseason game yesterday. Like, again, preseason, but you kind of saw how their defense is still not really the best. Um, sure. Yeah, like, you can see there's like a lot of holes um, a lot of like ball watching, a lot of just, just inactivity at times. Um, so, I mean, that part is going to be definitely need to be kind of readdressed. I don't think like, again, like Simmons and Claxton, like they probably turned up another notch in the regular season, but still like, I don't know, there's, there's still a, a ways to go on, on that front. But as far as like depth and as far as like a top to bottom roster construction in terms of like players that can like fit together and play together, um, I do definitely like the Nets and I would definitely see the over on that. But again, similar to Philly, like, not over in terms of like, you know, like 10 plus wins, like over the over, but like, you know, again, like a 53, 54 type, type, uh, type thing. But again, it all comes down to the buy-in of, of Katie and Kyrie and, and all that. And just assuming again, that these, those guys are ready to go and they got whatever happened over the summer out of the system, like they're actually ready to go and they're actually ready to play now, but, but definitely a risky a team, I guess, to kind of, you know, place your bet on for sure. Unlike Toronto, but yeah. Yeah, this is. I'm still like not. I don't. I like this Nets team, but I don't know if they're gonna have as much regular season success as some of the other teams, like the Sixers, Celtics, and 
Bucks and so forth. Uh, I don't know. I still I feel like they're going to be a team that rests some guys a lot. Like Kate, like Ben Simmons hasn't played in over a year, so I don't. I'm sure they're going to have some games where he doesn't play. Uh, KD and Kyrie have had their injuries slash other uh, personal things that have cut them out too. So I don't know if everyone's going to be playing every night, but nonetheless, they did also have make some good uh, offseason acquisitions. Uh, I like the Royce O'Neal pickup for them a lot. It's just another guy. Like, this is the first time when Royce O'Neal is not going to be the best perimeter defender on his own team. So I, I like the him. I like him and Simmons and what they were playing, how they were playing together uh, yesterday. Uh, I also really like the TJ Warren pickup, even though he's not going to play for a little bit still, which is, like, kind of crazy considering he hasn't played since the bubble, I don't think. So, yeah, so he's still out, which is weird. Uh, but yeah, I like uh, what's that? Not for a month more, right? Something like that. Yeah, I think they said. But but I really like how they were using Simmons yesterday, though. Uh, they had him taking the ball up as the point guard pretty early for a lot of plays, uh, getting shooters open, and then later on when they took Claxton out, he was kind of like the more more so the five. I was interested to see how they use him there, and he was setting a lot more screens, rolling. So I thought that was good. They're like trying to find a pretty good balance with him as a big and a guard which I think is good for, you know, playing a lot. What I like about teams and what I think makes teams really good, especially come postseason, is like just being able to play a lot of different ways so that way you can adapt to different opponents. So I like what they're doing in that regard. And then, you know, Katie and Kyrie, two of the two, still two of the best scorers in the league. You surround that with Joe Harris, Seth Curry, uh, Royce O'Neal, all these other shooters with Simmons having the lane to himself. So I, I don't, I, I think the Nets are still going to be good. I'd probably go slightly under though. I'd say more like 49, 50 wins. Like yeah, that range that. more so than like mid fifties. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like I said, I could definitely say that too. Uh, for me personally, well, I guess, yeah, we'll talk about like seating and all that later, but I guess the way I was approaching it is like, I, uh, yeah, you know what's screw it. No, I'll say I'll go, I'll put like Milwaukee one, uh, two, maybe either Philly or Boston, and then three, whoever is not Philly or Boston, or the other Philly or Boston, and then at four, I would probably put uh, Brooklyn, and then five, I'd probably put us, but again, we'll catch to that later. But uh, yeah. that's that's just the way I'm laying it out as far as right now. Like, I, I'd, I'd probably put them in that at that fourth, five spot, so that's what I can see, like. Again, maybe like a like a 53-54 thing, but not again, not too too much over the over, but I'm probably gonna like you know, best case scenario it sort of, but uh but yeah, whatever. Yeah, like, I got see the yeah, my bad. Especially this year, like just because of how many teams are like pretty are like pretty good and like polarizing and everything like that. Yeah, like I'm not really too concerned about seeding this year because I feel like there's just gonna be so many teams that are around the same win total. I feel like it's more so gonna come down to like just the postseason and how teams yeah. play then. Agreed. Yeah, that is true. So I don't. I don't really think too many teams are. I mean, obviously they're going to try. It's going to be pretty competitive down the stretch, especially when it comes to like playoff positioning, getting home court advantage, and like that. But yeah. I, don't know, I feel like a lot of these teams are going to be pretty close in win totals. So I, I'm not. I wasn't too concerned about like where teams are seated and everything like yeah, that. Laying them out. Yeah. No. I. I. I do definitely agree. Um. All right. So, uh, moving on. Um. This is a good one, I guess. The uh, the New York Knicks. Uh, at 30 and a half, um, I'd probably they, – they won, like, what, 37 last year? Yeah, it was, like, mid-30s. 
Yeah. Oh, I'd probably. 37-45 last year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, wait, wait. Actually, no, it's your turn. My fault. My fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never mind. My bad. Uh, 38 and a half. I, I really like the Brunson acquisition a lot for them. They just, they just always really needed like a, an above average point guard in this roster. The last, like, I think it's, I saw a stat earlier. The last like seven or eight years, they've had a different point guard on opening night every year. Yeah. And now they have Jalen Brunson. You know, it's kind of like a guy who's like has a solidified spot there for at least the next couple of years. Um, you know, they've never really had like a guy who can create his own shot outside of like, I mean, even Barrett and Randall aren't like elite shot creators, but they've shown over the last couple of seasons that they're capable of it. Uh, you know, especially Randall couple, two years ago, that all NBA stint. But yeah, now they have another. <laughs> now they have another guy in Brunson who's another another lefty too. Uh, yeah. Might I add, yeah. this is just they've got they can run like Hartenstein in there too and have like a four lefty lineup. <laughs> Just throw a big man in the in the left side of the paint, and they can't score in the paint at all. They're going for it, yeah. but, but no, but I, I kind of like their construction too. They added a little bit more. Uh, I mean, not added a little bit more, but uh, they just another year of their young guys developing. I like uh, I like Grimes a lot. I hope Deuce McBride gets some uh, more playing time this year. I was telling you before the podcast. Although with Tibbs, I don't know how that's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, you still got D. Rosen quickly off the bench. Toppins probably gets more minutes this year. Who knows with Cam Reddish? But yeah, I, I I still think that they're going to be slightly more improved from last year. I'd probably go like thirty nine forty. I don't think they they'll probably be close to that ten seed. I'd say. Yeah. No, I was, I was about to open with that. I think I'll still see them at that ten seed. Um, that's where I cap them out at. But um, yeah. In order to get there, like I said, I'm I look, I'm going to use the seating as more of like a. I guess like a visualization, visual yeah. visualization, my fault. Uh, but yeah, that 10 seed seems right. I don't think they're a, I mean, you're right. They got better over that summer, um, but I still don't really see them as a playing team uh, per se. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I don't think I do either. I think like, yeah, 10 seed is pretty, pretty solid. I feel like they'll might, they, they might give teams, uh, I guess like a bit more run of their money uh, just because of, again, like a Brunson acquisition and, um, just, I guess, like the, I guess, like the returning players and healthier players again, like hopefully Derrick Rose can be healthy. Um, again, like guys like McBride and all that, and then quickly off the bench and then maybe reddish. Um, so yeah, it's like, hopefully, yeah, definitely got to see how that plays out. Um, I'd probably take, uh, yeah, I'd probably take like 38 sounds, right? 37. I take a slight under probably 37. Um, just cause again, like that 10 seed thing. Um, but again, it depends on how it kind of just shakes out. But again, yeah, I don't really see them, I guess, going brazy, brazy, I guess. But at the same time, I can see them like, yeah, making marginal improvement just because they did get better from last season. Um, but again, like, I think, that, I think, uh, bad. I think, I think the main thing that this team needs to really take that next step by next step, I mean, like, being like a solidified play in team, I guess, considering like what they were last year, but. I think they really need to like get that defensive identity back that they had from a year ago when yeah. they made the playoffs. Like that that whole culture they had there and like that camaraderie that all the players had, just like they just love playing defense together, even though they were like a pretty mid offensive team on most nights. Yeah. Like their their defense helped them in all these games and got them a lot of big wins that led them to be the fourth seed. So I I'm really hoping that Mitchell Robinson takes another leap, at least defensively. Like I don't I don't expect him to take a lot of shots on the team, obviously, but 
if he could like just lay off the fouls, just like be a defensive presence down low, just get rebounds uh, around the floor, then you know I I think that's perfect for him. Uh, that's why I really like the Hartenstein pickup too because he's shown that he could be like a really underrated, reliable uh, center, especially for the Clippers last year. Yeah. No. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and that's my boy too. So you already know he's about to be productive. Um, just does a little bit of everything. Yeah, exactly. Um, like I said, Jokic's late. I, I said it back then when we got him. Uh, say it again. And he's a much better rim protector than Jokic too. But, uh, but yeah, uh, no, definitely agree. Um, the defense, they need to get that back for sure. And I think uh, like that, that continued lead for RJ. Uh, definitely he did, you know, better last season. But again, I think he needs to continue to take that leap. Um, because again, like the fact of the matter is, like even though Brunson is obviously very solid, and you know, you know what you're getting from him because you know he can still ball out in the playoffs. Like we know that. Um, the fact of the matter is, like he's Randall's got to step up a little, little, bit, little bit more now, and actually kind of uh, make a leap in terms of just being a, like a more productive off ball player. Um, I was going to make that same point. I'd love to see Randall just like do more off ball, like in terms of even if it's just like rolling to the rim or like just. Spotting up in the corner or something like that, knocking down that like catch and shoot three. Right, like, exactly. Just, yeah. It's just like small things, like just like that. Yeah. So that way you're able to just like be able to play all. We know what you can do on the ball. Right. But you know the fact that you have these teammates now, like being an off ball player too, is just so important. Exactly, and it's like you need to inherit some roles if you want to win. You know, especially in the postseason, it's like that's just the fact that matter with any championship team. So. Um, yeah, no, I agree. Um, but yeah, like I said, that 10 seed mark, yeah, 38 wins, 39 wins, 37. Like, yeah, that range I definitely do, uh, I guess I agree with. Um, all right, so moving on to the best division in the Eastern Conference um, and starting it off with uh, the greatest team in the NBA right now, the Cleveland Cavaliers at 47 and a half wins. Um let me just say, as a quick pretext, I've rambled on about it before, so I'm going to keep it short. Uh, obviously, everyone was aware that we got screwed over terribly by injuries last season. I already listed everything out. Um, but assuming this season that we are healthier than last year, um, which obviously we're not a, off to a good start yet because, you know, Mobley's out, but whatever. Um, but again, assuming that we're relatively healthier, or at least more healthier than last season, I'm definitely taking the over on this. Okay, um, definitely go over on this, uh, just because um, the team as it was constructed last January. Um, so this is after Ricky Rubio and Colin Sexton went down. We were still on pace to win about like 52 games, I believe it was. Um, I think that was on Basketball Reference, some website. I remember seeing it everywhere. So we were on a 50 win pace, uh, but then after everything hit, uh, we were just kind of like you know Mickey Mouse slipping by like the last couple of games that we were playing. Um, and there was a bunch of games where we only like won by like a hair of a margin by like five points, three points. So, um, I think, uh, this, this summer or the summer, this season, um, with addition of Donovan Mitchell, um, with what I forecast to be an Isaac core improvement year, um, Evan Mobley, who got stronger and, uh, teammates are saying it got better. Um, again, another year of Darius and Jared Allen. And then overall, I think our bench depth is really good too. I think all of a sudden done, we have like, you know, Ricky Rubio, Karis LeVert, Kevin Love, Robin Lopez off the bench along with Dean Wade. And I feel like we have a lot of depth this season. Um, and like I said, if last season, again, playing how good we played and considering all those injuries that kind of screwed us and we still won, or still won, we still won a lot. I mean, yeah, pretty good number of games. Um, and we're still pushing that 50-win margin. 
I thought was pretty impressive. But I think, again, just knowing what I know, again, like not trying to bias it, just, again, based on context and considering the fact that the team did get better, um, I would definitely have to go with the over on that. Um, now, as far as – dude, my cat's got the zoomies right now. It's so freaky. Um, <laughs> as, as far as, I guess, like the uh, – the, um, again, how, how the magnitude of the leap of the over – Bro, calm down, bro. The leap of the over, uh, I can't really say for sure now because, again, I think that that whole wing rotation has to be figured out and all that. Um, but, like I said, definitely taking the over. I think we'll probably win about 52 wins, 53 wins this season. I know it's not that for three teams so far, but uh, I would definitely say that for Philly. Uh, what did I say for Brooklyn, I think? What? Yeah, so Philly, Brooklyn and no, Cleveland, I think. Yeah, in Cleveland, yeah. So those three teams, I'll definitely say um, that 53-win mark, but yeah. I'm with you. I think the Cavs, I'm definitely taking the over 47 and a half. I've already said before on our last pod when we talked about the trade, uh, I love what the Cavs did this offseason. And I've said that for a lot of the teams so far, but that's just how good the NBA is right now, especially the top of the East. Uh, But yeah, like, just they have that regular season formula that we saw succeed for teams like Utah and Milwaukee over the years, but they just they have like these two really good big men who play help off of each other and can defend down low and in the in the paint really well. Uh, we've seen Milwaukee do it. We've seen Utah do it. I think they just have like the, the regular season formula, and I think they have the potential to be a postseason team as well, depending on how Mobley develops this year. Uh, I, like I said, Garland's one of my favorite players to watch in the league now. He's probably going to be a perennial all-star for the next couple of years. Uh, the Mitchell acquisition is only going to help them when it comes to postseason time. That's just another guy they can rely on to have the ball create his own shot when it comes down the stretch. Yeah, I'm not trying to be too long-winded here but because I've already talked about all this stuff before. But, yeah, I like their team. Just like I said before, the, they just got to figure out what they want to do with the wings, uh, depending on, like, how Okoro plays and his development, that's going to be pretty crucial. Yep. And then, you know, the, the depth is it, – it's their, their bench is pretty solid, I'd say. But, you know, I think that they just got to figure out the wings, like I said, and go from there. Yeah, no, agreed. Um, and like I said, I'm you know me, um, praying on that year three Isaac Okoro breakout season. Well, not a breakout, breakout, like, you know, season. Well, actually, no, hopefully it is a breakout, breakout season, but – Obviously, that's more harder, but again, like, like a OG development curve or like a Jalen Brown type curve, you mean? So, definitely, I'm hopefully for that. Um, and then maybe a Drippy Dean, Lamar Stevens breakout, too. You know, Dylan Windler, bro. We got options. We got options. So, um, yeah, definitely. I don't, I don't think I said this. I don't think I said this, but probably more so go like 49 50 wins rather than like the 52 53 that you were saying. But all right, yeah. as long as we can agree that it's over, I think, uh, for sure. We're good on that. I think I think forty. Like, like I said, for for me at least, I think my highest win total that I had, like I I put like a like a placeholder win total for each team too, just so I could say over under. Uh, I think the highest the highest win total I had out of anybody in the East was Milwaukee with fifty three. So, you know, fifty yeah. is not too far behind. No, I like that. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, dude. Like that's another like brief note to make. I guess it's like we like we said it like so many times. It's like bro, like the amount of teams from top to bottom that are actually like very, very solid. You know what I mean? Like even the bottom barrel teams, like I feel like strength of schedule is going to be like an overrated stat this season. Oh yeah, for sure. Man. You know what I mean? 
Like, it's just, bro, so many teams are just so good. Like, even, like, again, like, even the bottom feeders would actually give you one for the money. Like, again, we'll talk about it more in depth, but, like, a team like Orlando, like, you know, Detroit, like, they have the capabilities to kind of give you, like, fits and actually, like, take you down to the wire. So, um, dude, I can't wait that's for this. The, that's the thing, too, because, like, there's a lot of young teams. There's a lot of these, like, young teams that were, like, bottom feeders last year that, like, and I was thinking, like, oh, let's go. I want to be hitting a lot of overs on these younger teams this year. But then when I go to these, like, these top teams, I'm like, yeah, I can't really see put, I can't really justify putting these like these other teams higher though, because yeah. I feel like they're still like on these other teams are still on a whole nother level. And I don't exactly. think they're going to be able to take that jump this year with all these other teams. Right. Uh, yeah. And, and like, and it's crazy that like we're able to say that just because it's like, it's not even the, it's not even the, it's not even their fault anymore. It's just the NBA is just that good. It's just that packed. And um, mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's just like, Again, depending on who you ask, I've listened to so many different podcasts and like they all have different rankings in terms of top four. Mm-hmm. And then like after that, the second tier and then like, oh, okay, then who's going to play and who's going to be the seven seed, six seed. So it's like, there's a lot of fluidity. There's a lot of like, you know, a lot of talks about like, you know, who's good, who's better than who, who might be like a competitive dark horse team. So dude, I just can't like, again, quick side note, can't wait uh, to get started in a couple of weeks. I mean, we're already started now, but yeah, it's, it's going to be great. I've got I've got Pels and Bulls in the background as we speak. Oh yeah, I should watch that game too. That sounds like a good game. Um, Zion playing? Zion is in. Oh bet yeah, I might have to hop on. All right, well uh, actually I'm gonna hop on my phone. Um, but all right, so then moving on uh, to another. Pacers next, right? What was that? We got the Pacers next. The Pacers, yeah, yeah. You wanna give your thoughts? Yeah, uh, you know, like like I were we were just pointing out, like there's a lot of younger teams who have some exciting players, but just the rest of the league is really damn good. So I don't, I just can't see them pulling out that many wins, uh, especially with like the whole trade talks with Turner and Heald that have been going on all summer. Uh, the almost the trade with the Lakers almost happening. seems like every other week now where they're about, it's about to happen. Then they hold off on it. Uh, so I don't know. I feel like at this point they just have to trade them at some point. They might start the season with them both, but I, I don't think they're going to finish there. Uh, so I don't know. I think the I think the Pacers are a team that will be like they're like like you were saying earlier. They'll be like one of those young teams who are like competitive, but I don't think they're going to pull out many wins. Uh, I think Halliburton's going to be like a most improved player candidate this year for sure. He's going to be running that whole offense pretty much. He has like pretty good shooters around him and healed. Uh, Matherin projects to be a good shooter as a rookie. He'll probably he might start. Uh, they still have Duarte, who's been really good for them. Yep. Uh, I, I a guy that I think that's going to make a pretty good jump this year to be like as in like a, a good like starting slash rotation caliber player. I think Jalen Smith's going to be really good for, for them this year. No, I'm a good dub as they're starting for. But yeah, nonetheless, uh, their over under is twenty three and a half. I think yeah, twenty three and a half. I'm probably going to go slightly under. Uh, like 22 just yeah. because just because I don't think Turner's going to be there all season and outside of him you know their the defense is not there whatsoever uh they're yeah. probably going to drop a lot of points but I also think they're going to score a decent amount of points so right exactly. I, I still think they'll be an exciting they'll be a fun team but not a good team yeah um yeah that's a good point too I think uh for, for the way I approach the Pacers it's like if for whatever reason uh, healed and Turner finish out the season, which I don't think should happen. I don't think will happen, but if for some reason it does, um, I would definitely take the over. I'd probably put it closer to 30, not 30 per se, but like just closer to 30. 
Um, but again, assuming that they're gone, I think I do agree with you. I think I can see that 23-25 win mark. Um, there definitely would be like a very interesting team to watch. Again, like you said, they got Matherin, um, another leap from you know Halliburton. Uh, see how he does, and then Duarte and all that. Um, and Smith too. And I really want to see a front court of Smith and, and Turner holding it down for a little bit just to see how that works. Um, uh, just that like you know that that that's floor stretching, uh, shot blocking type. Please don't sit there. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, okay. Anyway, they're, um, they're both pretty versatile too for their positions. Exactly right. Yeah, and they have good size. It's like not even like they're like a sort of versatile. Like they're actually like tall and versatile. So, um, I definitely do like how they're constructed. But like you said, it's probably not gonna be a crazy team in terms of like oh my gosh, they're gonna be like a surprising amount of wins. Um, twenty three. As far as that number goes, it feels a little flat. Like a little. I don't want to say disrespectful, but like yeah, twenty three is like. I can see why they were 23, but I would say more like 25, um, if anything. Um, I, feel but, like they'll be, I feel like they'll be a decent team to start the year with, when they have Hield and Turner. Yeah. Like, it's good for young teams to have veteran players right, to right, right. their players around. So I think they'll keep them there until at least, like, maybe close to the deadline. But then second half of the season, I could see them, like, going full tank mode just at that point. Yeah, I can, I can see that too. Uh, tank for Wemby, I guess. Wemby. Which is good, which is good for the Pacers. They finally – they finally moved on from just being a middle team for God knows how long, like the last decade plus. Right. Exactly. Um, again, pray that them and, and Washington just stop being so mid bro. It's like, if you look in the dictionary, you just see a picture of those two. Um, but yeah, I guess, all right, so moving on to Chicago. Um, so this is one of the teams that I do believe will be in the play and mix. And for that reason, uh, a fifth, where am I looking? Oh, never mind. 41 and a half. 41 and a half, yeah. 41 and a half. Um, yeah, I like that range for them. Uh, I think that's definitely a like play-in range. Um, I would say like 42, 43 wins maybe. Um, unfortunately, the whole Lonzo situation is a little weird to kind of read right now. Um, and we all, you know, we kind of talked about it before, how it's kind of crazy how that, they have a backcourt that anchors their defense. Um, and it's really weird to kind of think about that. But um, that's what the way it is. And it's pretty cool. But at the same time with, with Lonzo's status up in the air and the fact that he can't even run or jump right now is really, 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 really weird. Um, so they got to figure that part out. Um, and again, I think I put in the group chat early, like a month ago or whatever. It's like my issue with Toronto and Chicago is like, they're still really good teams. It's just the, while the rest of the East got better, it's like, they really didn't do much to kind of improve. It's just everyone else got better. Um, which kind of, you know, kind of lowers their prospects a little bit. Um, but again, that's for the reason why I really have Chicago as like a play-in team predominantly, just because it's like um, they really didn't do much. You know I mean? Nothing about them is really too inspiring where it's like, you know what? Like they can really come for that, um, like that six seed or something like that. You know what I mean? But they kind of like kind of sneak in there. Um, so yeah, I think that 41 and a half mark is pretty good. I'll take a slight, maybe like a slight over, just like a 42, 43. I'm um, just going to assume that, you know, DeRozan does his regular season thing again. And then again, Levine um, and then Cruz is there and all that. So, and again, I think Patrick Williams has kind of been, you know, working his thing and doing his thing. So I feel like as far as the regular season will go. Um, yeah. That's like a good uh, prediction. I think just right about that range uh, playoffs again, don't think there'll be anything crazy. Um, but it's like, again, it's like, I just feel like it's, everyone else got better. Uh, but Chicago, like they can still do stuff. It's just from afar, if you know what I mean. But, uh, but as far as 41 and a half, that's pretty like a safe bet. Like I said, like I'll say like, yeah, like I say like 41, 42 wins. Uh, like I said, that playing range, that like seven, seven, eight ranges is something I would put them. Yeah, I'm with you. Like 
you hit on the nail when you said like everyone got better. They just kind of stayed the same. Uh, they're I think they're really banking on like Vucevic just playing better than he did last year. Hopefully that was just like a one year thing. Uh, I like the Drummond acquisition as much as I'm, I'm not a big Drummond fan, but you know they need they need the size off the. How bench. could I have forgotten? How could I have forgotten? I'm so sorry. You know what? First seed, sixty wins. Uh, that's crazy, but yeah, they need the size off the bench. Uh, one thing I just don't really like about their roster construction in general is that they're very guard heavy. They don't really have many wings. Like, and even the wings that they do have are like pretty one dimensional. Like, yeah, they, like Javante Green played a lot of four for them. Derek Jones Jr. is like one of their better defenders on the roster, but he doesn't really play because he's not really much of an offensive piece. Uh, so yeah, they got to kind of figure that out. So that like. They're probably going to have to run – like, some games are probably going to run some, like, Drogic, Kobe White, and, like, I guess the soon movements on the bench together. Unless the soon was starting this game. I don't know if that's going to be the case with Lonzo, but the soon might start. But, yeah, like, outside of uh, Io and Caruso, they don't really have much, like, versatility at their guard and wing positions. So yeah. that's, like, a little scary for me. That's why I'm so skeptical on them. But, yeah, DeRose and Levine are still going to, like, do their thing, obviously. I hope to see them put some more work in defensively, at least, like, put in an effort. Like, neither one – like, Levine some nights would, like, at least try, but DeRozan is just like, come on, man, you have the size. You, yeah. You're – they put him on the worst defender every night, and he still doesn't, like, even try to guard them or, like, help them or anything like that. So, it's yeah. just – just I would love to see something from them defensively. But, you know, I don't know. But – yeah, I'd probably go like a slight – like 41 and a half. That's – I'd probably say around like 41, 42. Yeah, I don't know. Probably like – I'd probably go slight under maybe, like 41. Yeah, right, exactly. Um. Yeah, right, right, right. There you go. Um, bada bing, bada boom. Actually, that makes sense. All right, whatever. Um. Oh, right, okay. All right, so moving on to uh, Milwaukee, um, which, again, we both agree that they probably, in my opinion, will be the first seed. And uh, like you said, like – your scale is like you have to put the 53 win mark. Um, I think I do. So since I said since I said I have all right, so since all right, so the way I see it, actually hold on my fault. First of all, before I even say anything, did I open for Chicago? I did, right? So actually, never mind, it's your turn. Yeah. All right, my bad. Okay, well, Milwaukee, yeah. Like I said, I already said already that I had them around like 53. Yeah. Around like the, the first or second seed in the East. Um uh, yeah, just like I, th- I, th- I think they would have made the finals last year if they were fully healthy, but, you know, Milton was out. Now he's back. Uh, they just, you know, just the same formula they've been using the last couple of years where they've obviously found a lot of regular season and postseason success. They just have, they have Giannis and Brooke Lopez down low. They prevent all paint points. They give up a lot of three pointers, but they have good perimeter defenders and shooters. So the formula works. They're going to be a really good regular season team. They're going to be a really good postseason team. They're probably my favorite to make the finals in the East as of right, as of right now. So, yeah, you know, not really too much to say. It's just we know we kind of know what we're getting out of them. They've been doing it for the past couple of years. I think Giannis is the best player in the NBA. No, I hundred percent agree. Um, yeah, I think uh, yeah, again, not much to say there. Probably will be the defending champion or the East Conference champions this season. Um, then yeah, like you said, like. I think that if there is a, a favor for the first seed, um, again, I'm not really going to name it outright, but if I would have to pick a team, I would pick uh, Milwaukee for sure. 
Um, like you said, like obviously that that formula. Okay, so obviously that formula won a championship. We know that for sure. Um, but I'm saying like as far as regular season goes, like we already know like they could at least like at the very least win 50, 50 games. You know what I mean? Assuming that you know their starters win a play a, a you know respectable amount of games. So, um, yeah, I think I'd also take the over slight over on that. I'll take uh like yeah, like you said, like a 50, 54 um win more 53 win mark um but yeah like i said definitely my i guess like favorite team you know what i mean just in terms of like yeah they're, they're the best um my opinion so um with that being said, Javon carter right exactly don't take and uh again bow champ as well so that's a crazy duo who, who, uh, who i really like i don't think he's gonna play that much but bow champ is I, I think he's a cool prospect their garbage time differential is going to be you For mean, sure, what's in there? Uh, but and then again, Jordan Award, the goat. So, uh, yeah, so I guess moving on. Uh, so all right, so this is a very, very, very fun and interesting team. And I think, uh, like it's sort of like a parallel situation, to, at least from my opinion, more like they're more so in like that New York boat in terms of like definitely very interesting roster. Um, they definitely got a lot better in terms of especially in front of like the, the internal improvements, but as far as them going out making the trades they did. Um, it's definitely very interesting as well. I mean, I don't think that Kemba situation is going to happen with that. But I think just overall, I think that team is definitely going to bank on a more of an internal growth um, and internal improvement. Um, and again, they have a really nice team top to bottom. They have a really nice core with like, you know, Cade, Stewart, Bagley. Um, I'm tripping. What's his name? Ivy, right? Um, and Ivy, Jalen Duran. Yeah, Jalen Duran. Right, exactly. So it's like, yeah, they have a lot of really nice young players. They're going to be really energetic. Again, they're going to, like I said earlier, they're going to be another team that's going to give a lot of people a run for their money and make a lot of games tight and interesting. Got to make teams actually be like, oh, crap. Like, you know, we're playing Detroit tomorrow. We can't let our guard down type type, um, you know, type thing. But um, as of right now, Vegas got them at 29.5 wins. And, again, that's more – I'm pretty sure that's accurate. I would say like 30 – 29, 30 wins is what I would say. Um, so, I guess like a slight – maybe like a slight over. But, again, like what we were saying earlier, it's like – um, I guess their on-court production and play will be better. Um, but will they have like I guess enough juice or enough of the legs to kind of you know win games? Do they have enough that experience to kind of ride it out? I'm not really sure. Um, and like I said, I think like similar to the Pacers thing is like they might start off really like red hot, you know, when like younger players have a lot of energy, but then they kind of might have that little bit more of that burnout. Um, and I think they had a little bit more of that. Uh, I think like last year they had had a little bit more of that cushion in terms of having like. You know, a guy like um, – what's his face? Um, uh, damn, what's his name? Grant. Uh, Jeremy Grant, Jeremy right? Grant. Having more established vets kind of having, like, you know, the, kind of that cushion. But I think now, like, it's going to be more the young kids kind of putting their own mark. Um, I mean, I forgot about what's his face too, Killian Hayes. So, it's like a bunch of young guys who just got to figure it out. Again, they'll be like a really, like, hyper, I guess, energetic group that, that's going to be like um, – you know, kind of like a dog, like uh, just like best way to term it um, or best way to, for me to put it on paper is like uh, the 2020, 2021 uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. Obviously, I know that's going to be a homer take, but it's just like that that team that was like kind of like, you know, like that bitey team that you kind of have to watch out for a little bit. But it's like obviously they didn't win too many games. But um, but yeah, that's my prediction for them. I think it'll be like a very a much more fun to watch team and a much more intriguing team because especially considering their core. So I do like their team, but. Um, yeah, I, I feel like the late 20s, 30s mark would make sense. I'd probably say like 30, 31 minutes, maybe, maybe like that 11 seed, probably. I'll put them right there, right under, or yeah, I'd probably put them underneath New York. 
Um, yeah. Oh, well, actually, actually, I don't know if that makes sense math-wise. Whatever. But, again, 11 seed is where I'll put them at for now. But, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, this is one of those teams where I was like, yeah, the Pistons, they have this really cool young group. They're going to be fun to watch. They're going to be competitive, although I don't think they're going to win much. But so I'm going to definitely pound the over. But I'm going to go slightly under 29 and a half, probably like, more like 27, 28. Just because, like I said before, they, they're like a really young team. They have a few veterans, but, you know, they're still going to be making a lot of mistakes out there playing together. Uh, they bring, they're bringing in two rookies who are probably going to play like decent load of the minutes. So this going to take, they're going to be like incorporating a lot of guys into that lineup now. Right. Uh, I kind of like the veteran acquisitions. The, like the one thing last year that was like a, a pretty big reason why Kate had to like take so many shots and why it was like, super inefficient was because he didn't really have much spacing around him. They, they were one of the worst three-point shooting teams last year. So now this year they've added Bogdanovich through trade for the Jazz. I like that for them a lot. Just like, you know, like I was saying with Buddy Heald for the Pacers, like just when you have a young guard, it's just good to have like these good veterans around them who will space the floor and just, you know, just play win- just be, like play winning basketball beside them, help them develop. So I like that acquisition. Then they got Alec Burks and Nelson too, who I don't know if they're going to play too, too much, but you know, they should be some good veterans, at least in the locker room for those guys. Some really good rotational veterans, too. It's like you have – Yeah, them. exactly. I expect them to play at least a little bit. Right. And then they still got Corey Joe there. You know, he's been, like – he's Wayne Casey's favorite player. He's in Toronto and in Detroit because right. he's still like, just, like – he just plays in rotational minutes every year, no matter what team he's on, which is funny. But, you know, he's still a solid veteran to have there. But, yeah, I like their young guys. Uh, Jay Ivey just played tonight in summer league. He was looking really good. He hit – I think he hit a pair of threes and he was pushing the floor in transition, like you know what I expected from him. Mm. I didn't. I wasn't. I was kind of surprised to see him start, though. I know. I know Brooks didn't play today, so I think they were saying that he might start, just so that way to have like more veterans to start out the game. But then they yeah. probably closed with like Ivy and Cade together. But yeah. Ivy started tonight and he looked pretty good next to Cade, so I wouldn't be surprised if they stuck with that. Mm. And then uh, what's what's his face? Uh, I really hope Killian Hayes can like just at least find a role, like. <laughs> it's it, it. I know it's like at this point it's like just kind of stereotypical with like those French point guard prospects that have failed the last couple of years with him Nilakina, and I think there was one more, but I can't remember. But uh, yeah, just like I hope he like at least finds a role. Like he he's a pretty solid defender. I hope he at least does that. Like knock down some threes, just move the ball. Like be a winning type player. Get yourself some minutes. You know, at the very least, do something like that so you can get yourself a next contract. Right. Um. And I mean, they, I mean, they had you know Bruce Brown on, on that team before, so I guess it's copy and paste some plays for for killing it. I feel like he could do that weird, like he's still six five, the same same height as uh, Bruce. So just having that weird like point forward defensive first guy, like a Mickey Mouse Draymond type stuff out there. Um, again, at the very least, because again, like obviously, yeah, he didn't turn out the way a lot of people I guess kind of expected, and he still has time to kind of turn it around. But at the very least, like you said, like I guess carve out some sort of niche uh, for that team. And I think, like you said, it's like. Again, a very challenging team. They're gonna make a lot of mistakes. They gotta figure out how to play with each other. But um, I feel like it's gonna be like a good like learning curve year for them, where they kind of be like, "Oh, okay, you know, this is what I gotta do here." Blah 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 is where I should be. Um, so yeah, I, I do like Detroit. Also, also didn't mention. Also didn't mention Bagley. Like, hopefully he can learn some yeah. things, like how to play, like center, like get some center minutes in there or something like that. Like I hope, like guys like Noel in that locker room should be good for him, especially because Noel's like more of like not a small center, but like you know he's. He played a lot of four, and he's like yeah. the, he was like kind of a smaller center, I guess, when he was came in the league. 
So he kind of had that like power forward to center development type thing. Right. So I think that would be a good guy to have for him there. Yeah, definitely. And um, I mean, we even saw once he got there, you know, after the trade, like he started his production started uptaking. Like you can see, he looked a lot more comfortable. Um, so I think that change of senior definitely did help. Um, so yeah, that is true. Bagley definitely a name to watch out for. Also, shout um, out Isaiah Livers. Yeah, facts. Um, and Luca Garza. <laughs> he's not on the Pistons. Oh, he's not. He is with Minnesota now. I think. What trade was that? Wasn't I think he just they just didn't pick up his option and then he signed with Minnesota. Oh yeah. All right. Well, I guess I'm uh, I'm a dickhead then. Um, <laughs> is Luca Garza going to challenge Nas Reed's minutes? I don't know. Maybe. Probably not. Uh, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing to consider is that Nas Reed's from New Jersey, so. Oh, true. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, uh, Towns from Jersey too. So. Luca Garza yeah. starting for. Uh, down. I'm down. Um. All right. So I guess all right. So moving on to the Southeast Division. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I mean, wait, hold on, did I go on, or hold on, <laughs> hold on who's oh, no, we yeah, Southeast now, yeah, no, I was like, no, it's your turn, right, for the Hawks, oh, yeah, I think so, yeah, I'll take uh, it, all right, 45 and a half for the Hawks, um, I'd say that's pretty good range for them, like, a lot, a lot of these have been, like, pretty spot on with, like, the range that they have them at. I'd probably go slight under. I'd probably say like 44, 45, just because I don't think they're on – I don't think they're quite on par with the other top teams, but I think they're like pretty – I think I'd say they're like upper play in like, like seven, eight around there. I'd probably put them like eighth seed-ish. So – and which some people may find disrespectful considering they made the play in last year without the DeJounte Murray acquisition, but – you know, there was a lot of moving pieces there. I think they're going to need some time to figure it out, especially with, like, you know, Trey. Although he said that he's bought into playing golf ball, like, you still have to see how it works on court against other teams first. I, I think they'll eventually figure it out, and I'm kind of hopeful that it does work out because I kind of – I'm really intrigued by that backcourt pairing with them too. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I their starting lineup is going to be really good then. Uh, but their bench is – Kind of iffy, I guess. They got uh, both Holiday brothers, not named Drew. Mm-hmm. Um, they lost a lot, right? Who I like for them a lot. And then yeah. they still have Okongwu off the bench. So they still have some guys off the bench. I feel like Jalen Johnson and AJ Griffin might have to play like, might have to play some bigger role than they had. Well, AJ Griffin, obviously a rookie, but I think feel like they're going to have to fill some wing minutes there off the bench just because they, they're kind of lacking in that department right now. So, yeah, uh, their bench is a little iffy, in my opinion. So I'd probably but, – but I do really like the the Chante pickup, and I think he's going to really change the dynamic of how they play. So I'd probably say, like, slightly under 45 and a half, probably more like 44, 45. But I could yeah. definitely see them being over two. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I was about to say the same thing. I would take that slight under the 44, 45 win mark. Um, but – um, I feel like, yeah, again, it might be a team that might need a, like, you know, a month or two to kind of figure things out, but I feel like it's a team that can also like spontaneously, you know, like catch fire, um, like that post all-star break area when they go on like a crazy run um, and then, you know, it starts heating up. So um, I think I do agree um, in that sentiment as well, where you said uh, that like upper play-in slash like, you know, that six, five seed, uh, I guess, threat. Um, and like I said, just going off what I said earlier, like that top four I said, and then like I said, us at five, and then 
probably Toronto at six, and then Atlanta at that seven spot. Um, is I think what I but I would definitely say. Um, and like I said, it's like I love the Dejounte Murray acquisition because um, it just makes so much sense with you know trading the backcourt. Um, but but you know the fact of the matter is it's like again, look we said it before like you know the the bench is kind of just depleted now. They lost Herder. Um, you know. Um, I forgot to mention they saw Bogdanovich too. That's a good bench piece for them. Yeah, obviously. Bogdanovich off the bench too. I, I, like, I'd expect his production to probably go up more this year. Probably, I think. Yeah, the usage might might climb, but it's like yeah, they got some like sturdy wings. It's just, um, yeah, it's just like I guess in terms of like creation, uh, it's like still sort of iffy just because it's like really mainly just Trey, and then obviously Dejounte can create. Um, it's just that, uh, like. I think Trey is like up here in terms of creation, and then Dejounte is probably like here, and then the fall off, fall off after that is kind of dramatic, um, which is the only reason, like the only spot where I kind of, you know, make it my make myself kind of iffy on that team. Um, but as far as like yeah, like the starters go, as far as like that that like you know that that fit of that like balanced you know two way play kind of how the, how that's built, I do like how that team is you know currently going. Um, and similar to how I said with the Knicks, I feel like they got to kind of like regenerate that defensive identity they had in the playoffs during that conference finals run they had a few years ago. Like, John yep. Collins and Capella were defending their asses off. Like, I, I remember before I was talking about how like Capella was like a go bear light that season, so yeah. I feel like they kind of maybe not to that extent, but at least you know, last year was pretty disappointing in on the defensive end for both of them. So, I feel like they've both kind of stepped up in that department. Yeah, they got to put DeAndre Hunter can like you know he's he's shown that he can knock down his threes in the past, but I think he had a slight drop off last year. So mm-hmm. hopefully his catch and shoot production goes back up this year. Maybe you get some more creation opportunities from him. Yeah. So yeah, I I, I like their like I said I like their starting lineup a lot, but they just kind of like they just kind of piece it all together. I feel like it'll take a little bit of time, but I think they'll I still think they'll be good overall. Yeah, no, I agree. And like I said, like I think that the whole like play creation thing is one thing I'm worried about for that team, but. Um, like even talking to Rich about it, like, uh, like it's funny because like he absolutely he will. I know he hates. Uh, he said he hates Clint, and he <laughs> was disappointed by uh by DeAndre last season, and he's starting to kind of tick him off a little bit. Um, just because he said like I think Rich just kind of said it's more like a marginal, uh, like, well not marginal, but I guess like the the growth curve hasn't been as, um. I guess as smooth as everyone was kind of expecting as far as like Hawks mm-hmm. fans go. Um, so like, I know like as far as Rich goes, I know he's like a diehard Hawks fan. So I feel like that's a, kind of a common sentiment. So um, again, got to see how those guys do this season. Like you said, like defensive thing, they got to get that back. And um, I think like, again, kind of figuring out how to play off ball with each other is definitely an important uh, task. Um, so again, yeah, for that reason, I would definitely say, um, yeah, that's that's like a good that's a good mark. I said like like slight under baby, but again, they could easily surpass that. Like once they catch fire, but yeah. Um, all right, so I guess like moving on, uh, to Miami. So there's another team that was really like you know, uh, really I guess like polarizing, really like I guess kind of worrying, um, a lot of people. So a lot of people don't think that they're a top four team. Um, I initially did, but again, like the more I thought about it, like I would probably knock them out just because. Um, like I just started falling in love with Brooklyn's team a lot more recently. And like I said, I think once again, once I started thinking through our team, like I think we're f- like five and then like, yeah, like I said, like they're probably like that five, six, you know what I mean? Like probably duking around Toronto. Probably it's like, it's like, it's really tight around that area. It's like, it's so weird. It's kind of put it in tears just because I feel like a lot of teams could be like 
fighting with each other in terms of like certain territories and grouping stuff. Um, as far as he goes, 49.5 wins. Um, I'll take a slight under on that. I'll probably take like 47 wins on that, I think. Um, definitely got to see how, you know, the team kind of operates. You know, they, they lost uh, PJ. Got to see how they kind of deal with that. Um, and then Tyler wants like a bigger role. So got to see how, you know, they kind of manage that and how his role will kind of, you know, come into effect. Um, and again, like what we were saying earlier, it's like, um, like every other team just got better. You know what I mean? Like, again, like, I can't really think of like a heat acquisition this summer that really kind of, you know, shook the league or not even shook the league where it's kind of like, all right, you know what? Like this kind of like gives them a secure foothold. It's like, again, like everyone else has kind of just got better and kind of just low key surpassed them. So for that reason, like I said, like in terms of like a mental power wrecking, they definitely like slipped quote unquote as of recently. Um, but yeah, I think um, they'll still be good though. You know what I mean? But, but yeah, um, Miami, like I said, still be pretty short, but, not as sharp as what we're accustomed to see. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people are, like, kind of bringing them down a notch in terms of just, like, where they're going to be in the standings, uh, which makes sense considering, you know, they lost P.J. Tucker, uh, they, which is a pretty big loss for them considering how important he was to their team last year, both defensively. And I don't think people give a lot of – I don't think people give P.J. Tucker enough credit for what he did offensively for them too. Uh, but yeah, I still think that they're, I still think they're going to figure out though. Like they do every year. They, I, I feel like every year they have like this, uh, in-house development that they, where they always take like another step with their younger guys. They'd, they, they like find people off the street literally and just bring them in. They're like, all right, you're going, you do this well. So you're going to do this for us. Uh, the, the starting power forward is still like kind of up in the air, I guess. I feel like Caleb Martin might start. I feel like they're either going to start Caleb Martin or, they're just going to roll with Jimmy at the four, which he said he's not going to do. So I'm assuming Caleb's probably going to get that starting probably. nod. Yeah. So, yeah, depending on what they decide to do, uh, I'm assuming I, – I don't know if they're going to start Hero this year, just so, like they have more offense for the starting unit. But, you know, it's just – you still have Lowry, you still have Jimmy, you still have Bam. I'm a believer that Bam is going to take a step this year. I know I've been saying it the last couple of years, but I think that, you know, it's, it's kind of a necessity now because – they, they lost some guys this year. Uh, they Their offense was really – their offense was – like, if we're being honest, their offense is pretty dookie in that playoff series. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. So, I, I think Bam's really got to kind of, you know, come out of his shell now. Because he's shown, he's shown flashes of him being able to, like – you know, he, he's got a pretty solid mid-range. Even if he doesn't take many threes, like, at least, at least attempt some, like, you know. But I think he's got to be a lot more aggressive, and I think he's going to do it this year. Uh, so. I'm still going to kind of put them in as a slight over on the 49 to have. I, I think they could still win 50 games. You think so? I think so. Yeah. Especially because like, I don't know. I just really like a lot of their, their in-house guys, like guys that they developed. Like I, I love what Gabe Vincent did for them last year. I love what, uh, what's his face? Uh, Max Struess turned himself into last year. And, you know, just, some some guys in their roster just had pretty bad years. Like Lowry, he had, he was going through that personal stuff during the year, and also he was dealing with that knee injury too. Yeah. So I think he's going to kind of like come back into form this year uh, a bit. And I also think that Oladipo, you know, he's he's got like a whole uh, he had a whole offseason ahead of him now. So I think he's going to kind of like find his niche on that roster now too. So you know, I I still think they could win fifty games. 
they've done it in the past, and I think they're still going to be an imposing defense regardless. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, but like I said, my 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 main uh, I guess concerns with them definitely lie on offense. Uh, like I I, I hope um, kind of Kyle Lowry has a bounce back season just because like again like what he should be bringing should be helping to generate a lot more better looks for that offense, um, for that team in general. So yeah, I think hopefully Lowry can kind of bounce back. Um, like I said, Hero definitely does want that bounce back. Uh, or not bounce back. Hero does. Hero definitely does want that. You know, increased. I guess offensive load. Um. So, again, it's probably going to be like 130 million. He's going to. He's definitely going to be getting it. Yeah. No. For sure. Right. Especially with that <laughs> that bag, which we could probably talk about. We could debate it later. In my opinion, that's a lot of bread. Um. Uh, me personally, I would have done that, but we'll talk about that later. Um. Anyway. Um. But yeah, off the bench, like yeah, we probably be like a lot of heavy minutes off the bench, and like you said, like the Martins, and then. You know, the other guys that they have, like the Struess and uh, Gabe Vincent, blah, 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 everyone. So it's like um, their offense is definitely a big question mark. I definitely have to see how that goes. Um, I don't think Jimmy at the four is going to be like a, I guess, like a popular lineup. And it definitely will happen, but I don't think it's going to be like 2-2 two, two plentiful. But, um, yeah, no, I definitely like Miami. Um, but I think I'd still kind of take like the uh, the under on that, the slight under. Um, Understandable. Uh, yeah, and then so coming out. skip Orlando. What was that? Oh, you go. I yeah. skipped Orlando. Oh, my fault. I didn't even see that. Orlando um, all right. So, Orlando. Oh, wait. Actually, my pass. turn to go through. Uh, you got it. All right. All right. All right. So, Orlando. Okay. I'm going to copy and paste what I said 20 minutes ago. It is a team that's going to be fun to watch. It's going to give people issues, but it's not going to win too many games. And currently, their odds are sitting at. 27 and a half wins, which um, uh, yeah, uh, I take a – yeah, somewhere where I say Detroit, it's like I can see it, but at the same time I'd probably give them like, yeah, like a 29, late 20s, more of an upper 20s, like maybe like pushing 30, but – uh, just because, again, I feel like their team is a little bit more, slightly more ready to win than Detroit's is. Um, and like we talked about it before, uh, you know, Mo Bamba, um, I think, uh, what's his face? Wendell is going to have a really good season this year. Um, and then, you know, Fultz going to be there. Um, and just all the guys that they have. They also got to make a decision between, you know, RJ Fultz and um, what's his face? Um, and Cole Anthony. They got to figure that whole thing out. But it was overall, and then, again, I think we've, Especially with you know Euro basket, we've all kind of are anticipating like a, a good season for Franz, and are hoping that he kind of like makes that really you know that really big like yo like this this guy's up next type type um you know type leap. So um, they have a really nice top to bottom team, um, a lot of nice depth too. So I feel like it's like they're like the uh, I guess a slightly more mature version of Detroit, where it's like again fun to watch, yeah. young, you know, energetic. Probably won't win too many games, but it's like. But they're ready to win more games, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're kind of like Detroit. They have a few more years under the belt together. Right. Like, I don't know. They just have a lot of young guys that I really, really like. I, 27 and a half. I'm, I'll just get out of the way. I'm going to go over. I'd probably say like 30, 31. I, like, I know before, I don't know if I said it on a previous podcast, but at least when we talked, I was like, yo, Orlando playing this year stamped. But it's just like, you know, like I said, taking a look at the, Taking a look at the the landscape, it's kind of tough to have them there. Yeah. I'd probably say they're like around 11, 12, probably more so like 12-ish. But 
yeah, I really I'm anticipating big leaps from guys like uh, Franz Wagner. I'd love I like especially like you said in Eurobasket, he's looked like a star there. And I know obviously a lot of guys and a lot of like role players in the NBA look like stars there. But you know, it, it's like being that young and doing that in that league. It's just it says something to me, and I think that he a lot of that can be translatable to how he play, can play with this team going forward. Uh, you know, obviously they have number one pick Paolo, who in the summer league he was just like dominating, bullying people. It's just like wow, he's a rookie, like 18, 19 years old, and he's already doing this to other people. It's kind of crazy. So I think he's going to come in and. I think they're going to use him in a lot of different ways, actually. Like, he could be, like, a point forward. He could be, like – he could operate as, like, a big sort of – he's got a decent jump shot. So, you know, he could play a lot of ways already. Not bad on defense either. Right. Uh, but, yeah, like I said, I like I, – I really wish Gary Harris was still playing just so they could have, like, another veteran piece there in that lineup with them. But he's going to be out for the – probably the season. It was ACL, right? Uh, meniscus, I think. Oh, it was a meniscus. Oh, so yeah. But, yeah, probably towards the end of anything, but yeah. But yeah, like you said, that that guard room is pretty heavy right now. They got to kind of try to figure that out. Get all those guys some rep this year. Uh, Markel, I think they said he should be back for the start of the year. He had like a like a toe, like a, like a broken toe or a toe injury, something like that. But he, he's just so unlucky, man. Like he broke his toe just like walking in his house and stubbing it, like yeah, just yeah. freak accident stuff yeah. like that. But yeah, once he's back. I, I love what he did the, down the stretch last year. But, yeah, I'm really looking forward to, the, to watch this Orlando team. Uh, I also want to mention Suggs, too, because he had a pretty – like, he was pretty uh, hyped-up prospect coming into the league. And then uh, first year Orlando was a little bit underwhelming. He was still one of the better defensive rookies, though, which is a good sign. Right. But he's just kind of got, got to get that efficiency up a little bit, which I think he could do for sure. But, yeah, I'm, I like this Orlando team. I don't think they're going to – make any type of playoff push this year, but I think they're taking steps in the right direction. For sure. Um, also, Bull, did you see Bull Bull? He, he looks, like, pretty bulky now, and he's still, like, moving the way he was a little bit. And uh, I, watched no, I didn't see his new build, but, yeah. I yeah, mean, that's looked, the point. Yep, he bulked up a little bit, which is a good sign. And yeah. I was watching him play uh, preseason yesterday, and, and, you know, you know how he usually comes in and he's just, like, he's trying to do like all this guard shit where it's just like, dude, you don't have to be doing all that at your size. Just like, you know, just kind of like play off the ball a little bit. You could do everything else. He was like a lot more disciplined and he was like, he wasn't like forcing anything. He was like more so like just going for rebounds, trying to like defend and everything like that. He was switching. Like, I, I don't know. That's pretty impressive what I saw from him. I think he might be in the rotation too. I mean, I, that's the boy. Like I said, I've been head stocks on him since 2019. So um, again, hopefully that blossoms. Like you said, there's a good point about slugs too. It's like, he definitely had an underwhelming season um, based on expectations. But um, at the same time, um, we've seen it with a lot of point guards in the past. Like, I think, like, a first year – well, rookie year for a point guard is definitely the hardest year for them um, to just kind of get, you know, used to that entire thing. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think I think he'll definitely bounce back this season. Um, but, like you said, definitely take his steps in the right direction. And just as a quick blurb, um, just kind of go back to what I said earlier because I didn't think about it when I said it. But um, – as I just said, Orlando would be a better version of Detroit. I did say I'd probably put Detroit at 11, but I'd rather – I think I'd probably put Orlando at 11 competing for that 10th, and then, yeah, probably Detroit at that 12 spot. Um, but, yeah, that's a quick uh, correction on my fault, my bad. Um, all right, so I guess, like, moving on to the last two. Uh, I mean, I guess for the episode, too, because it's kind of been a minute, too. But Yeah, we can uh, do the last next episode. Yeah. 
Um, so I guess like for the last two for the Southeast. Um, so I'll start off with Charlotte. Um, and so we, yeah, so actually I think we talked about both of these teams before yeah. in the last podcast. It's like again, two teams that really didn't do much. They kind of just stagnated during the offseason. Um, they had glaring issues in the past, but again, just really did nothing to you know address it. So with with Charlotte, um they have them here at uh, 36 and a half wins, uh, which sounds about right. I'd probably take, again, like a slight under 35, 36 wins. Um, again, I, not a very inspiring team. Um, like, it's going to be more of the same of last year, and they kind of lost a little bit of depth, too, um, with, you know, especially with, well, we all know, um, and, <laughs> and, Mr. <laughs> and Mr. Weedman himself. So, you know, he's gone. So a lot more responsibility on, you know, on uh, LaMelo's hands. Um, got to see if like, you know, Uber can kind of also help hold on the fort. And it's like, they just really didn't do much to kind of really just help their case. You know what I mean? They still don't really have a big, um, this is a lot of guys who kind of just are athletic and are eh, shooters and just, you know what I mean? So it's like, I don't know, again, Charlotte, not too expiring. I don't really have any sort of expectation for them. I, I think they'll be really continue to be mid. Um, and like we saw the last two, you know, uh, the last two playing rounds of last year and the year before is like they just play the playing game and they just get destroyed you know what I mean so it's like more of the same they just really didn't do anything so I really don't have anything to say about them just because like you know what is there to say apart from the fact that they probably got a little bit worse and didn't really address anything else I guess apart from who they get in the draft again they had the what's his face Mark Williams yeah yeah Mark Williams like I mean like all right hopefully it's who no I like but I, I like him right but I mean, again, how much does he push the envelope? You know what I mean. I, I still think the under for that. I think I would. I would definitely. Uh, like th- for me personally, like I don't know if I'm crazy, but this is probably like my biggest lock out of any of these over unders. I'm going just like putting all my money on Charlotte's under because yeah, I just I just don't like what they did at all. Like just. They, they obviously like some things were out of their hand with the whole Bridges situation. Like, not really much they could have done about that. And it's like it put them in a pretty tough situation. But, you know, I feel like they were waiting way too long to see how that situation would pan out rather than like doing other things to improve right. their roster. Exactly. Especially when you have like guys like LaMelo, Terry Rozier, you have a guy like Gordon Hayward who's who you're paying a good amount of money for. Like, obviously, it seems like they want to win at least. Yeah. But, they haven't made the right moves to do that. Like I like, I, like they have guys that I like, like Cody Martin. Uh, I like Jalen McDaniels off their bench, but with, with the coach like Steve Clifford, I especially like with some of the young guys they've got, like Book Knight and Mark Williams. Like I don't think they're going to be playing much minutes, just because they have a guy like Clifford who's going to prioritize playing all these veterans when I when it's obvious that they're not going to win games in this Eastern Conference this year. Exactly. I feel like they should move more towards like development a little bit. Right. But obviously you have like an all-star guy like LaMelo and some other complimentary guys. So it's like you're kind of just stuck in that middle area right now. There's not really much you can do. But yeah. I think they're going to – like their defense – I'm their defense looked disgusting in that preseason. Like obviously it's preseason like we've been saying, but they they were doing that all last year too. Like that defense exactly. looked disgusting. Right. But um, yeah, yeah no. I, I expect LaMelo – like LaMelo is probably going to put up some really good numbers just because he's probably going to have a lot more responsibility offensively now. Because Bridges was a huge part of their offense last year. Exactly. So exactly. I feel like Lamelo and Terry are going to have to play like 40 minutes a game each because they don't have any other backup guards either. They don't, I don't think they have a backup point guard on their roster right now. They traded uh, Ish Smith. Yeah. And like, I guess both nights the backup point guard, but he never really played much league guard in college either. So he doesn't really have any experience there. 
So yeah, it's this I don't I don't like their lineup at all really. Yeah. Uh, Steve Clifford, I don't I don't like the decision to bring him back, especially with a young roster like this. Right. Like a lot of the things they did just didn't really make sense. Yeah, and that's a great point. I, like, yeah, if there's a team to kind of safely bet the under on, I would definitely say Charlotte. Um, yeah, like I said, like yeah, again, not inspiring. Um, and bro, honestly, like if they did, if they did that trade for like Nurnals Noel and Burks, like I would like that. You know what I mean? That would make sense. Um, sure. You get like a, you know defensive big man, and then you get like a like a guard who can obviously he's mainly scoring, but he also pass a little bit too. So it's like if they if they made like you know trades like that, just something. Yeah, just something that kind of like push them in the right direction. Like instead of just kind of sitting on their ass and just kind of you know seeing two like pretty key offensive guys just kind of just go. Um, obviously legal issues, but still, it's just like just kind of being stagnant is not going to help Clifford again. Like you said, it's like, yeah, like we've seen in the past, he's not really the friendliest towards young guys. So again, got to see how he plays. Um, but yeah, I also Charlotte, like to see more from Lamelo himself too. Just like yeah. in terms of just like Listen, I'm not lie, I, I don't, I don't. This is a hot take or not, but. I mean, I've seen some people also, some other people say it too, but like low key was like a Mickey Mouse selection for the All Star just because, like, don't get me wrong, he was good, but it's like, I feel like, again, I feel like the media and like the highlights and the flashy plays kind of carry a lot more weight than his actual substance on the court does. That's my opinion. I feel no, like I, I, agree. I agree. Like, I think he's like in that, like, I think, I think he's an All Star caliber player, but, but I just don't think he's like, I just don't think he's a, a smart enough player yet to like right. put together like, to just put together like being uh, just being a winning player. Like exactly. we, we saw last year too. Like there were some games where he was just like the the effort on defense. Like the, I know I said this about some other players too, but his defensive effort, like especially for being like like he's gifted being yeah. that size, having that right. that skill as a guard. Like exactly. he should, in theory, be like this really versatile player. Mm. But you know, it's just. He just doesn't do that. They were closing games with Ish Smith last year when they were like in close games, like because they'd rather play the six foot point guard to yeah. close out the game defensively than the six foot seven point guard. Like that doesn't like, make sense to me. Yeah, it's crazy. You should be able to like, if you've been in the league for two years now, you have like other solid defenders around you. Well, like yeah. they're not a good defensive team, but they have guys who play defense. But it's just they don't they don't put it together as a team. I don't know. It's it's just weird. Exactly, and that that's exactly what I wanted. How how I wanted to put it. It's like. Yeah, they have the piece, but like, are they going to be cohesive? And then, like, and with Lamelo, it's more flair than substance. And then, like, that flair is like, kind of carries through a lot of things. A lot of, it helps them, you know, avoid some, some flag. You know what I mean? That's that's my opinion. But um, actually, I think actually, look, I think Rick kind of not Rick, Rich uh, agreed with me on that too. So, um, yeah, it's like, I don't know. It's definitely weird. Um, but yeah, I don't really... too because they're like. They're like such an exciting team usually to watch. They have like really a lot of exciting players, but it's just like I want them to put together that winning formula so that way they could be fun and win games at the same time. Exactly. Right. This this is a team that people were like, all right, Charlotte's finally on that re- on that come up. You know what I mean? Like they're they got some like good names now. And like and I agree, but it's like right now they're they're stagnating, they're not doing much. So um, like a lot of people consider them a young team, but they're not really that young of a team. They're not. Like, yeah, I just want to say that, right? Like exactly. Lamello, outside of Lamelo, like you have like Book Knight and like I guess now Mark Williams. So like they're oh, only other. Like, Jones too, it's, I guess, and then like. Yeah, but they're not even like getting minutes though. That's the yeah, thing. Like exactly. so. Right, and then everyone else is like, like PJ Washington. Like PJ Washington is like twenty four. Like the Cody Martin's like twenty six. McDaniel's yeah. like twenty five. Like they're 
they're like getting to that like, what, they're, they're like all getting older but yeah exactly so it's like a, it's like an older young thing but yeah that, exactly yeah so i don't know man charlotte's got to figure that out um and then moving on to the final final team um is the washington wizards uh so obviously the wizards um we all know how it went down last season you know they got chris Stapps in that midseason trade um <sighs> We definitely did talk about it in the last episode. Actually, no, this is your turn or my, my turn? Uh, you can go. All right, whatever. Um, yeah, okay, so what I said before um, – all right, all right. actually, before I say any of that, Wizards, they have a 35 and a half. Um, that makes sense. Uh, I'd probably put them at 35 wins um, just because, I mean – I mean, I've said it before, but I'll say it again. Like, again, not a mind-blowing roster, but they have, like, interesting guys. Um, like, hopefully – um, like a another leap of Kuzma, who apparently grew over the summer. Um, then they have you know obviously Porzingis. They have Beal coming back. Still don't know why. Um, and then hopefully Rui can kind of find his footing after that whole, um, you know that that whole kind of weird season he had with that personal issue and just never really looked right. Um, and then they still have you know Kispert and guys like that off the bench. So it's like they still have some really like I guess like really fun options. I'm I'm blinking out on names right now. They have they have a couple more people. Um, but uh, just like over the top of my head, it's like, all right, again, like they have a much more solid team, but again, not really too, too much of a solid team. Like, again, like probably like an 11, 10 seed threat around that range. But yeah. I mean, huh? I said, I said, yeah, they're just like kind of in the middle still. Like we've been yeah. saying the last John knows many years. Yeah. Ever since what, like 2015, 2016, like mm-hmm. it's, it's been the same story. So it's like, again, like nothing really to report there. Like, yeah, they'll be, they'll be pretty decent, but like, and not like, again, nothing mind blowing, nothing really to kind of, you know, toot your horn on or hang your hat on rather, I would say. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, like I like the individual players on that team. Like I like the pieces, like they could definitely come together to kind of do stuff, but how much stuff um, is, I guess is, is the question worth asking, but yeah. It, it feels like every year they just make like, they make all these floor raising like moves, but they never make a ceiling raising move. Right. It's just like, they're like, like, like you said, like a lot, they have a lot of solid players in their roster. Like, like, you know, we said the same thing last year, like roster spots of one through 12 are like guys who could probably play, but it's just like, none of them are just, none of them are like bringing you to that next level. Like Monte Morris, really good player. He's a good piece for Denver in these last couple of years. Uh, Will Barton too, good piece for Denver the last couple of years, but you know, yeah, those, you, uh, yeah those those are the two guys I want to I want to talk about, but yeah, kind of. Kyle, I, I like what Kuzma's done. He's been getting a lot better with that team last year. Right. Uh, then you have a lot of guys like who are like kind of redundant uh, in the in the rotation. Like they're not going to get the minutes that they should be getting. So it's just yeah, I don't know. It's just I'd probably have them competing for that ten seed with the Knicks, uh, but. I'm low key kind of rooting for Orlando to take that next step or, and like overtake them just so that way it gives them like a reality check. Like, man, these young teams are still getting better than us. We're yeah. making these other moves to try to keep Beal happy, even though he's not really taking us anywhere anyway. So exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, ho- I'm just hoping that they come to their senses and just, you know, kind of just blow everything up there. Yeah. And again, like what we're saying, like, yeah, they have some, you know, interesting trade chips. It's like, all right, they like, um, Kisper's an older prospect, and then yeah, if it doesn't work out, which it probably won't, again, they have to make a decision between Kuzma and like Hashimura and Denny, like yeah. that kind of like three-headed monster there. Exactly, and it's like yeah, they they got options to kind of play it, so it's not like they're completely screwed. It's just like there's really no point in having this roster right now, is because they're not gonna, 
they're not going to do anything. Like you said, it's like probably going to be like a higher ceiling, but as far – I mean, a higher uh, floor, but as far as ceiling is, it's really not – again, not that inspiring. It's just cool players, but again – but yeah, but as I was saying, it's like, yeah, they have options to trade in terms of, you know, like key contributors, like a rotation guys as in, like, you know, Brown and all that. Um, and then, again, with Beal, whatever. But, again, they have options. Beal needs, be, Beal needs to be better this year too. Like, he did not – like the, he missed a lot of the season last year, but he, the time that he did play, he did not look good. He shot like 30% from three. Uh, he, he was down to like 23 points per game, and then they still gave him that super max extension. It's just like – Just so weird. And he's like, what, 30 now? Yeah. Yeah, dude. I don't understand it. Um, But, yeah. yeah but in, in general, 35 and a half, I'll go a slight over, probably like 36, 37. But. Agreed. Yeah, around yeah. that around that range. Um, But, again, nothing too, too crazy to write home about. Um, but like I said, like I said, last episode, um, I just haven't seen a good, like in the next decade, I want to see a good Washington, Washington team and a good Sacramento team. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's, they've just been so mid for so long. It's just like, all right, bro, come on, let's, let's pick up the pace here. But um, and their, their fans are so loyal too, but they just, yeah, it, it seems like they're content with just being like in the middle. I don't understand it. Exactly. It, it doesn't make any sense. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, I think that's, as far as that goes, that's the, entire Eastern Conference. Um, I think we basically have, like, the same answers for a lot of the teams. I think, like, Vegas did a good job in terms of, like, predicting the the win totals. Um, obviously, I think, again, quick example, like a Cavs or something like that, it's like they're probably basing that more so off last season how that played out. But um, that's probably one of the teams that will have, like, a, you know, higher um, over. But, again, just overall, again, I would say it's, for the most part, pretty accurate. Um, a lot of these teams, like like we just said, will be a lot of competitive teams. Um, and stre- like I said, instructive schedule is probably going to be a, a more relevant stat this season just because, again, everyone kind of improved. And, again, hoping and praying for, like, health across across the league. Um, not off to yeah, a great start yet. Yeah, because obviously, like, all of these predictions that we're doing right now are, like, we're assuming that everyone's going to be fully healthy. But we right. know that there's always at least one or two cases where some of these teams just, like, take a downward spiral because of something unfortunate. Something happening. crazy, right, exactly. And it, and it sucks, but that's the reality um, of, of the NBA. But, um, but again, like, the fact that we're able to kind of say, like, as of right now, like, that every team should be solid is, like, a pretty good, you know, feed in itself. So, um, yeah, so I guess that kind of, you know, wraps it up for the Eastern Conference. Um, next episode we'll probably do later this week. Um and kind of go over, you know, the Western Conference uh, predictions. Um, and we actually might talk about the uh, preseason game tomorrow, too. You know what I mean? Screw it. We'll just probably throw it in there, too, just as a quick. Uh, We're going to be at the Sixers-Cavs preseason game tomorrow. Yeah, so That's if you guys have any questions you want us to ask uh, in the post-game press, let us know because we won't get press presses, so it doesn't even matter anyway. Um, but, yeah, it should be a good game tomorrow, but it should be a good week. Um, again, preseason's back, thank God. We're getting back to the regular season soon. Um, what, like two weeks? Right, my trip. Uh, October eighteenth. So yeah, like two weeks from now. Two weeks. All right, but yeah, I can do that. Like I said, I can I can hold down preseason until then. So we're chilling. Um, but yeah, guys. Baseball till then. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you know what? No, actually, you're right. I'll have Billy's close playoff spot, baby. The drought is over. Let's go fightings, bro. How about the fightings? Let's go. Um, um, but yeah, I will. I will be watching that too. Um, and we will be starting the bottom of the ninth converters. Um or bottom of the ninth batters uh, soon. The extra innings podcast. Extra innings podcast. There you go. That's better. Um, but, yeah, guys, thank you so much if you made it this far. Um, if you're from Germany, danke. 
And uh, yeah, man, if you're on Spotify, I mean, well, Franz actually, Wagner. yeah, Franz Wagner, thanks for the support. Um, well, yeah, if you're on, if you're watching this on YouTube, do some do, do drop a subscribe. Oh, I can't talk. Do drop a subscribe, like, do whatever you got to do. If you're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Breaker, um, whatever you're listening on Google Podcasts, make sure you like it. You know what I mean? Uh, drop us five stars. Show the love. Spread love. Um, I think the YouTube has been doing pretty good numbers, uh, but we need to get the streaming numbers up too. So definitely, guys, show love. Um, and like we said, I know the content has been slowing down, um, and we really are slacking, but there's just so much stuff to figure out. And the YouTube channel will be definitely um, starting soon. Um, just got to figure out like a couple of days where I can get a day off and put something together. I don't know. We got to figure that Everyone's part out. Everyone's really busy right now. We can never get together on the same day, it seems like, but exactly. we're trying our best. Right. Um, and yeah, like I said, if you hear the message right now, thank you so much. Uh, we're about to be global. So uh, thank you. You're thorough. Um, but yeah, guys, I guess we'll catch you on the next episode. I am signing out. I'm Christy and Steve. Say goodbye. Hope everyone has a good week and we'll be back in two weeks. Well, we'll be back later this week with yeah, another hopefully. podcast, but we're ready for the regular season in two weeks. I'm hyped as ever. Let's get it started. Let's get it started, baby. All right, guys. We'll catch you on the next one. And uh, goodbye.